Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, October 20th, 2014. Thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. I'd like to say a happy 56th birthday to Bill. Um, if you've been reading any of my blogs for the last 11 years, you'll know about Bill. And if you haven't, well, you got no clue. <laughs> but happy birthday nonetheless, Bill. You, um, you're still looking pretty hot, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Darren, remember my cat Darren, Double D? Uh, most of you would remember if you've been listening to me for a while. Darren, he's, he's getting kind of light meaning he's losing weight and we can't seem to get him to put the weight back on and at his age which is 18 and a half he needs to have a little bit of body fat especially in the winter here in Ohio and I don't have a furnace that works so Darren's really gonna need to have body fat in order to keep warm um, so if you could send him some extra light I'd greatly appreciate it and if you could send um, my son and I some extra light too. That would be awesome. Tomorrow, Tuesday, the 21st, we're heading up to the Cleveland Clinic so that he can go through a whole bunch of testing to see what's going on in that, that brain of his. It's an all-day testing thing. And the Cleveland Clinic is two hours away from me, and we have to be there at 8 a.m., which means I am getting up tomorrow morning at 4.15, 4.30, somewhere in, in there. And I'm telling you, 4.15 in the morning, it's fantastic to come home to, but it's horrible to wake up to. So I am so not looking forward forward to that tomorrow. But what I am looking forward to is the next round of Red Hot 180 starts on November 1st. Um, go to redhot180.com and sign up to be on the early bird list. That way you'll be notified and be the first ones on um, the page when I open the program up for enrollees. I'm only taking 12 red hotties, so if you would like to be one of those 12 red hotties, and this would be a good time, the one here starting on November 1st, because it's half the price it's going to be in January, and once you're in, you're in. So all the good stuff that's rolling out um, you know, little by little, you get to have a part of that. And if you're there now, you get to have a part of it now and then <laughs> for half the price. So head over to Red Hot 180 and check it out. Now this weekend is the Universal Life Expo. Yay, October 25th and 26th down in Columbus. Don't forget I'll be in booth 202 and I'll be speaking on Sunday from 3.30 to 4.40 about establishing and nurturing soul connections. In my booth I'll be doing readings. I will have all my Gypsy Magic books and the Out of Body Ecstasy book. And I may bring some jewelry along. I haven't figured out if I'm going to yet. But all those different things will be in the booth with me. So please come visit. <laughs> Poor Callie, my um, partner in crime for the Universal Life Expo, I can only talk to her for so long. And then she just kind of looks at me like, can't you just hush for a little bit? And I never can. So save Callie and come talk to me for a little bit. That would be great. Now, the topic I want to talk about this evening, and, uh, you know, excuse me if I sound very tired and I yawn because well I am tired I only got two hours of sleep last night thanks to the cats uh, I guess they were attacking Sarah Sarah was mad at everybody so there was a lot of hissing and a lot of running around last night and I don't sleep well through hissing so I got maybe two hours of sleep 
last night? Yeah, approximately. So a little tired today. So I apologize if I ramble and don't make a whole lot of sense this evening. Now the topic I want to talk about is Bill and what went horribly wrong, <laughs> otherwise known as learn from my soulmate fuck-ups. Yes. Bill, God bless him, he has been the catalyst for everything. Absolutely everything. Had I not discovered Bill, two things probably would have happened. One, I'd probably still be married. And two, I would not be doing this. I would be an accountant in a regular nine to five job and, um, you know, so not me. <laughs> I would just be so not me right now. Uh, so Bill it was the catalyst um, for a lot of things. And when I say that I would probably still be married, um, if you've read anything about Bill, you're going to know that Bill and I are not in a relationship. We never were. Um, he's one of my soulmates and lives, I don't know where he lives anymore, um, not anywhere near me. He's nowhere near Ohio, that's for sure. But um, he was one of the one of the catalysts that made my marriage end. But we'll get to that in a second. So when I first discovered Bill, it was back in 2002. Yes, 2002, October of 2002, and um, no, November 2002. And I didn't tell anybody about it till about a year later. And from that point on, it, it's, I mean, first, I, I didn't want any of this. Where I'm at right now and this path I've been on, I didn't want any of it. I wanted, not necessarily a white picket fence because Lord knows that's not me either, but I wanted a nice, calm, normal life and go to work, come home, you know, have a family, play with the family, go out, do family stuff, go on trips. You know grow old with my husband and uh, that's what I wanted so when I discovered Bill it he literally came out of left field it he blindsided me and I knew nothing about soulmates I knew nothing about our twin flame not nada just that oh my god here's the guy who has been in my dream since I was a small kid now I have a face to go with the eyes. So once I discovered him and I started reading more on soulmates, I got into um, developing out-of-body ecstasy, which is the telepathic astral and dream sex that I've talked about in the past and wrote the book about. That led me to Maria Shaw, the astrologer, to talk about soulmates, which led me to Arkansas to go dig for crystals. When I was in Arkansas, that's when my now ex-husband decided to go off and have girlfriends. So when I came home and found out about this, um, well, that's the one thing on the planet I don't put up with, so filed for divorce. And with the divorce, I went back to school, got my bachelor's and my master's and my sex coaching certificate, and have my own business on my own, working for just for me, not working for anybody else at all. So it all went boom, 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 boom. With the soulmates, the twin flame, the out-of-body ecstasy, which led me to the sex coaching, and now um, helping women with desire and conf sexual confidence and passion. It's just, it went boom, boom. So when I first discovered Bill, and I didn't know any better, 
I thought, quite frankly, he was the end-all to be-all. And if you read back from my blog postings from around 2003 to 2006, maybe 2000, yeah, 2006, um, my blog post will reflect that, that he was the end-all to be-all and, oh my God, I've, I found the mother load and what am I going to do, blah, blah, blah. So while I was on this quest, I found out a lot about him and what he was doing for one weekend in September in 2005. And, you know, I was a very determined individual. I was going to be at the same place he was, period. There, there, there was no way else around it. I was going to be there. And, oh, surprise, surprise, um, I was there. And while I was there, it was a very awkward, <laughs> very awkward interaction. Um, he had a lot of hostile energy, which I was very, very in tune with. And I actually stayed away from him the entire evening. We, you know, passed each other a couple times and he nodded, I nodded back. And the one time I went to talk to somebody who was talking to him, he gave me an evil glare like, how dare you interrupt us? Yeah, bite me. Um, so that, I mean, that evening was just absolutely, it was horrible. It was, it was horrible. I was disenchanted, um, stick a knife all the way through me. Uh, on the way home, on the plane, I was just writing over and over again, fuck you, Bill, fuck you, Bill, I hate you, fuck you, Bill. I, it was just over and over and over again. I figured if I kept writing it, by the time I landed in Ohio, I shouldn't be, you know, so pissed. But I was still that pissed when I landed in Ohio. So I said, okay, fine, that didn't work. None of it worked. Um, so let's write him a letter. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> let's write him a letter and talk my poor sister into giving it to him. Yes, because she'll run into him and she'll hand it to him and she'll tell him to put it in his wallet. He will and he'll read it at a later date. And by God, I know he's got to contact me. I mean, how could he not know this stuff? I don't understand. So I did all that, and she did all that, and he put it in his wallet, just like she told him to. And um, he never called. And it was like, are you kidding me? How do you not know this stuff? How can you not feel this stuff? I just don't get it. So very disenchanted about all of Bill, very much so. Um, I just couldn't comprehend how a person who was supposed to be the closest thing to me, energy-wise, soul-wise, in my existence, could not pick up the phone and dial a couple of numbers and say, hey, let's talk about this. And so it was more, more, fuck you, Bill, fuck you, Bill, <laughs> fuck you, Bill. Um, just a lot of stuff pouring out and into these journals. Um, die, 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 not literally die, but you know. I hate you and hate you and, and just so many different things and it was traumatic. It wasn't traumatic as in, you know, there are things in life that are very traumatic, but this was still very hurtful. Again, I was still on the bottom. I was still, you know, learning about all this. I was still on the upswing when it came to learning. And then I said, okay, well, I discovered Will. So why not? We, we know what not to do. Okay, we do not tell the person, hey, guess what? We're soulmates. Woohoo! Let's talk about it. 
some time once you do some exploring on your own. This is my phone number. Call me. I knew not to do that this time around. I knew it. I knew it wouldn't work. So when I discovered Will and I knew where he was going to be, I was damned to determine that we were going to be, when I say we, it's my son and I, we were going to be where exactly where we were going to be to meet him. And we, I booked the flight, I booked the hotel, I booked everything without a confirmation that I was going to get, we were going get, to get to see him. And we were about to board the plane and I got the phone call, hey, you guys are in. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I knew we were in. It was a given. So we get to New York and it was lovely. The entire evening was fantastic. Afterwards was fantastic. Um, talking with Will, wonderful, wonderful. And I have no mention of our connection. No mention of nothing, nothing, okay? So at the end, I give him my business card. He says, I will call you. And I say, I will answer. And I'm going back to the hotel and I'm doing the fancy dance, woo hoo hoo hoo. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to look at my card, look at my website and go to my website and look around. Well, who was all over the pages of my website at that time? Uh, uh Will. And it doesn't take a genius to put two and two together. So obviously he never called. From that point on, and this would be 2007, so I'd say around the end of 2007, maybe mid-2008, if you go back to my blogs, you're going to notice that I really do not talk about any of them ever again. <laughs> Even the new guys, there's a lot of new ones. I, I mention them in passing. I do not go in depth. I do not spill a whole lot of stuff. I do not make big references to who they are. Um, I am very, very vague, and that's on purpose, and I hate that it's on purpose, and I hate that I'm not being able to say everything that I want to say and getting it all out, because there is so much more that I know. <laughs> There's just so much more, and I can understand why I thought, as I did, for Bill and for Will. But many years later, and a lot more research, and a lot more interaction with other people, and the discovery of more of my, my soul group, and soul family, and whatnot, um, wow, what a different perspective I have now. And I see people who are just starting off learning about soulmates and their twin flame, and wanting to reach out, say, hey man, we're soulmates, and they tell them, and the people go running. Or don't speak to them ever again and I just want to I want to scream at them no <laughs> no don't tell them if you discover you have one of your friends or I mean just a casual friend a casual friend or a co-worker or somebody you meet in passing is one of your soulmates or your twin flame do not tell them <laughs> Under any circumstances the only reason you would tell somebody that they are your soulmate or a twin flame is either a you are sleeping with them or B they are one of your BFFs not just a casual friend but a BFF of course they can be friends with benefits so you can be both a and B but yeah there's a C which is all the above it's got to be one of those then and only then they listen to you 
with a semi-open mind and take in what you're going to say and not look at you like you are some wacko creep. And before you approach anyone, now, when I first discovered everything, I did think I was nuts. I thought I was insane and that I need to give all this up and you know move to, I don't know, Alaska and just forget this, all of it. And I thought that way for quite some time until I got confirmation that I was right about Bill anyways. I just didn't understand the whole soulmate, um, di or not dimensions, uh, dynamics is what I'm looking for. So when you discover soulmates in a twin flame, and if you're not at least a little, a little bit hesitant about it, thinking that, am I, is this right? Am I, I don't know, maybe a little bit crazy. If you're all in without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what, without even a twinge of crazy, then you were probably crazy. Even now, even now, and I've been doing this now since what, 2002, when I discover somebody new, like I discovered some, some new people recently, um, David and Matt number two, I doubt the mat number two. You know, even with those two, it's a huh and a what and really? I still do that, huh? What really? And you and you're kidding me. Yeah, I always got to throw that in too. I question myself, and I go over the the evidence to me, anyways, the evidence and the feelings and the aha moments and the coincidences, which I don't believe in any, uh, synchronicity, synchronicity is more like it. And I just, I go over everything and I pour over it. And I'm, I'm very logically minded and I just, I need to see tangible results. And I need to see them over and over and over again. And then I go, oh, okay, I got it. So I'm not quite sure where I was going with here at the end, with the exception of, um, you know, just listen to everything I just told you. <laughs> Make note of where I made my grievous errors, and there have been so many of them. And um, when you find your twin flame or one of your soulmates, do not make the same mistakes I did. Please, please don't. Uh, and you know, Bill, still the catalyst for everything. I am 98% sure he is the reason that Soulful Connections, the book, is not finished. 98, 99.5% sure. Um, I dread writing his chapter. I do. Because writing his chapter... I have to pick everything back up that I pushed down and buried. You know, when you discover soulmates and you tap into the past lives you've had with them and you go exploring because you want to know more, right? You want to know more about them, your connection with them, and it's fun. It's exciting. It's, it's nerve-wracking a bit, but it's just so, God, it's just so explosive. But when you're finding these people, when you're connecting with these people, all the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts from that time frame come bubbling back up too. You know, 
when I tap into Bill and, and I go into one of our past lives, I can feel the immense love. I can feel the jealousy, the rage when it comes to Ted. I can you know, feel the, the pain of loss when I've died and left him. I can feel the fear when he has frightened me on occasions in past lives. I can feel the intense, deeply rooted soul-to-soul -soul love. I mean, I feel it. I'm not imagining it, I feel it. And after everything went south, trying to meet him and have a conversation, all I wanted to do was talk with the man. And trying to have a conversation with him about what I'm feeling and what I'm finding out and holy crap and let's talk and find this stuff out together. And, and when it was dead air on the other side and I was crushed, I buried everything. Now, does the man know he crushed me? Probably not. I don't think he said, oh, I think I'm going to crush her feelings right now. We'll just rip this up and throw it away and never speak to her oh, of her, the subject matter in this letter ever, ever again. I do not think he did that. I do not think it was on purpose, but finding everything out and the soul connection and the emotions and the fact that I buried all of it and I have to bring it up back again in order to write about him. I have no problem writing about anybody else. I have no problem even writing about Will. Because, well, if I saw him again, I have zero problems ripping his clothes off and throwing him up against a wall. Zero. <laughs> Will is my muse. He just, he is. And uh, I just never have problems with him. <laughs> Even if I was really mad, he didn't call me. Um, but Bill, there's just so much I just want to leave buried. And I know intellectually and emotionally that I cannot live like that anyways even if I didn't write the damn book I can't push stuff down that is a no-go I teach women how not to do that so I have to follow my own advice there huh um, but he's the reason why soulful connections I put I put stop to it I did I stopped writing it I stopped having the get up and go to write it it should have been done a long time ago i was supposed to have it for the universal life expo this weekend that, that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about the damn book this weekend a book i didn't even write well it's halfway written yeah so he really has been the catalyst for everything the get up and go and the breaks will was caught in the middle um, just re-listen to what i said and please to the opposite of the things I have done. Um, I have learned extensively since then and I would never ever if I ran into David or Ben 2 or Matt 2 or Ian 2, I got a lot of twos, don't I? Ian 2 or Vincent, oh Vincent. Um, if I ran into any of them, no way in hell would I say, hey, we're, we're soulmates. We're in the same soul group. Woohoo! Same soul family. Hey, Ian, too. Guess what? You're my twin flame. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Not a chance in hell would I tell them that. Now, would I hope that once they met me, they would want to, oh, I don't know, talk more, discover more, find out more about me, and then maybe possibly come to their own conclusion? Well, yeah. I'd love that. 
but uh, I will I will never go up to somebody and tell them they are my soulmate or a twin flame ever and it just doesn't work unless you are already closely in, intertwined with the person whether during sex friendship or a combination of both okay so anyways that is my very long rambling on about uh, Bill and what not to do when it comes to soulmates and twin flames learn from my mistakes please 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 don't do any of that instead you know when you meet them you know hopefully you will meet them someday just try to develop a rapport with them just converse get to know them let them get to know you and just let it unfold as it should if the two of you put in your soul contract that you're supposed to speak to one another you're supposed to have a relationship on some level you will it'll just be there with Bill and with Will I bulldozed it I was focused I manifested what I wanted I wanted to be at the same place as Bill I wanted to be at the same place as Will but it's obviously not in our soul agreement that I need that I'm going to have a relationship of any kind with either one of those two which makes me cry but it is what it is and I'm just gonna leave it go because there's plenty of other people in my soul group that I am supposed to have a relationship with on some level so for that I do a happy dance now for the holistic item of the week I want to talk about I want to talk about mother of pearl <laughs> mother of pearl yes I have screamed mother of pearl just like that with my fist closed when um, somebody has has pissed me off usually a cat pooping where they shouldn't and me stepping in it in the middle of the night uh, there are more explicits put in there besides mother of pearl but I think you know what I mean so magic wise mother of pearl um, has receptive energy it vibrates to the planets of the moon and of course the moon's not a planet but the moon and the planet Neptune it vibrates to the element of water and the, the Ashka Ashka records the Ashka um, it's associated with the metal of silver the powers it has is protection and wealth uh -huh. And the magical usage, you can put Mother of Pearl and place it on a newborn baby to protect them from the perils of their new existence. You know, because being human, it can be rough. It is also a fine substance to use in wealth, money, and rich spells. So empower a bit of Mother of Pearl with your magical need for money. Anoint it with seawater, which, by the way, seawater does contain gold or a money drawing oil such as patchouli, cedar, maybe a little bit of cinnamon. Place a silver coin or any pieces of silver next to the mother of pearl. Wrap a dollar bill or green paper tightly around the mother of pearl and silver object and secure with a gold string. Place this talisman in a prominent location, an altar if you have one, between two green candles. Let them flame for 10 to 15 minutes while visualizing money coming to you. It flying to you like Superman. Coming to get you. And then you carry the charm with you. Sounds pretty simple. It's even more powerful if you do this on a full moon. Put the power of the full moon behind it. Bingo, bammo. Before you know it, you're going to be saying, Mother of Pearl! With your fist closed. <laughs> oh, good Lord. 4.30 is just going to come so early tomorrow. So I'm here at the end of um, Ask Allie. You're probably very thankful. Uh, if you like this episode, I hope you did. 
Please rate it on iTunes and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people who I can help have their aha moments. Don't forget to join me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at uh, www.alliethings.com. This podcast, of course, will be at askalliepodcast.com. And this weekend, Universal Life Expo. I'll be, I will be in booth 202. Please come visit me. Please stop by and say hi. Last year at the Universal Life Expo, Life Expo no one stopped by to say hi to me. <laughs> really, nobody did. We were like in, in, in a desert or out in the, I don't know, in the Alaskan wilderness. Nobody stopped by. I talked to a, a staggering five people for an entire weekend. Five. Me. Five people. Yeah. I drove Callie insane. So please save Callie and come talk to me in booth 202. So until next time, have yourself a fabulous week and take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.